Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? This is episode two, and we will be talking about APs. So, what is an AP exactly? And for some of you who are already in high school, maybe sophomores, juniors, and then maybe even some middle middle schoolers may be like, "What? Why do you need to? Why do you need to? Um, you know, answer this question is pretty obvious." But if you're like me and you have immigrant parents, you you don't really know what the school system here in America is because your parents um can't really give you any firsthand experience. So of course my parents you know helped me research and learn about high school, and I had to ask a lot of my friends, and I even went to my guidance counselor. But even as a ninth grader coming into high school this year, I had no idea what an AP was. I knew they existed. I've heard people complain about them, but I didn't know what they were. I I didn't know the importance of them. I didn't know the significance. I didn't even know if I had to take any APs to get into college. So I'm going to quickly answer that question, these, this AP question for you guys. So an AP is basically a college-level class that is also followed by an AP exam at the end of the year. We'll get into the exam later, but just so you know, it's optional. You don't have to take it. So the purpose behind an AP class is to prepare you for college because high school and college are so different. You know, they have... It's just the workload, the material, and everything, how it's taught, it's it's going to be different for you. And APs are kind of like that little bridge, that little, um, you know, yeah, basically that little bridge that help you. They're a prerequisite to what you're going to experience in college. So in AP, the workload is going to be really heavy. The material will sometimes be hard depending on the AP you take and yada, 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 you know. So I think it's really good to take these APs. If your high school does offer APs, please, please take some because they're going to help you. And colleges do look for it on the application. So just just beware. If your high school offers APs, take them. Just take them. And, you know, don't take the stupid ones that like don't you're not interested in whatever. But do take some APs. And as for the exam Basically, it ranges from a score of zero to five, five being the highest you can get and zero being I, you're just stupid. Why? How would you how do you get a zero on your AP? Right. If you took the class, if you if you decide to take the class, you shouldn't be getting a zero on the thing. Right. You know how hard an AP is. It doesn't make sense to get a zero. So this exam as in my high school, I think this is for all over the United States, but in my high school, this AP exam takes place in the springtime. It's before your final and after your midterm, right? And it's supposed to be super hard. That's what people say. But I will enlighten you guys a little bit. My friends right now are in AP CompSci principles. And I'm not taking the class right now because I'm, t- I'm fulfilling my art credit. So you see, my high school requires us to have an art credit, a tech credit, and a gym slash health credit. So I'm doing my art and health um, gym slash health credit right this year, but I'm going to do my tech credit next year. They, on the other hand, you know, they're doing the opposite. They're doing their tech credit this year, and then they're going to do their art next year. But what they tell me about this class is it's an absolute joke. It's so easy. One of my friends, I honestly don't know how he does this, but one of my friends codes he sits in the back of the class i'm sure he just codes random stuff like he learns html or something and still has an a in the class he doesn't pay attention at all and he still has an a in that class so yes he's very smart but you know majority of my friends do that or they're super bored in the class and they have an a and our midterms were very recent like 
one or two weeks ago and they all received a hundred or at a high A and A plus on the exam. So that just shows how some of the classes are really um, easy and not all of them are hard. So, so don't get scared of APs. They're not all that hard. I don't know where I was going with this, but let's 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 go back to the exam. This um, the AP exam that you have to take. So, I like I said, it's an optional exam. And your score is zero to five, right? So as for the the reason you would take this exam is to earn credit in college. And what I mean by that is if you take certain classes in um, high school and you get certain um, scores on the AP exam, usually these scores are four and five, occasionally three, but it really depends on what um, college you're applying to. But these colleges will accept the accept these AP credits so you can get out of classes in um, college. So you can, you know, if you... Um, Let's say you take AP Calc C in your junior or senior year, then if the college that you're applying to or some of the college that colleges that you're applying to accept this credit, then you don't have to do it in um, college and you can either graduate early, which is awesome, you know, less money you got to pay, or you can um, just fill in that um, time that you would be taking that class with another class that may be helpful to your major or just an, another interesting class that you wanted to try out but you couldn't because you had these requirements. And as for, like I said, you know, usually they accept scores of four and five and sometimes three. I've only been to prestigious schools and I'm so mad about that. I really wish I had gone to, you know, state schools and like 75% acceptance rate schools. I don't know any off the top of my head, but I really wish I'd gone to these to know like what the variation is. But I know in the prestigious schools that I've been to, they only accept scores of four and five. I have not heard a single school I've been to accept a score of three. And what's stupid is that they only accept one or two AP credits. So let's say you take 10 APs in all of high school, they may only accept one of those. They may not even accept any of them, which is so stupid. But if they don't see APs on your application, they just start freaking out. So you got to take them. But sometimes it makes me so mad because sometimes they don't even accept it. So and then the scores of three, I think those are for more like state college and below. Um, below, I think those are the only ones that accept three, maybe like a top four. 30 or 40 school accepts those as well but as far as I know more prestigious schools accept only four and five and then anything below that three four and five is good is a good range to aim for well let's talk about the kinds of APs there are right so in total according to college board right this as of this year there are 38 AP classes but the thing is the amount of APs your school offers will vary so much. My school is absolutely ridiculous. It offers, well, I guess ridiculous in a good way. It's good for us students to get a lot of experience, but my school offers 20 some APs. I really don't know which ones and I'm not going to do all of them. Of course, I don't have the time for that and nor the space in my schedule to do that, but that's a lot of APs for me. And that's really good because I can take about 13, 14 APs. I think I discussed in my last podcast which APs I'm going to be taking, but I'll be taking approximately 13, 14 APs by the time I graduate. And that's like insanely awesome for me because it's it looks good on my college application. But the thing is, majority of high schools don't even have 
don't even have maybe like 15 APs, not even that. Maybe they don't even have 10 APs. And if you're freaking out because your uh, school is one of those schools that only has maybe seven APs, that's fine because APs are recommended, but your um, but the colleges, the admissions officers don't compare you to like everybody else when it comes to APs. They compare you to your school. So if your high school only offers seven APs and let's say, well, yeah, let's say your college only your high school only offers six to seven APs, then if you take the majority of them, if you take all of them, that's really good for you. You're doing the best you can and the colleges will see that. So if they have a student that's taking 14 APs like I will be doing, but your school only offers six, they're not going to say, oh, the girl who did 14 is going to um, is better than the uh, person who did six or seven. They're going to compare you to your school. So don't freak out like that. But if your school does offer 20 some APs like mine, it's stressful. Yeah, but it's it's a good opportunity. You get a lot of experience from it. And I definitely recommend you do take um, a lot of APs if you're aiming for those higher schools. But if you're aiming for, you know, a state school or you know, maybe universities with a higher acceptance rate, then I guess the, it really does range. So on average, a student who goes to like one of those top 20 schools, I'd say, takes about six to 13 AP classes during high school. And this number is so broad because, you know, we all come from different high schools. Like I said, some call, some high schools are going to offer different amounts of APs. So I would say if you want to apply to the this like prestigious school, get around like maybe like eight or nine, maybe 10 APs at like bare minimum if your school allows it but if you're aiming for a school that does you know uh, that's a state school such as you know college park or uga or florida state um i'd say you should take about five-ish aps maybe no not even like four aps four to five aps and then if you're aiming for schools such as loyola in maryland and then like i don't know university of alabama in birmingham birmingham then you don't you may not even need APs to get in. I'd still recommend you take one or two. It's just a good experience to have, but you don't need to take them to get into college. It's just the more prestigious the college is, the more APs that the college is looking for. Okay, so let's go on to how APs affect your grades in general. So they affect something called your GPA, and that's uh, short for grade point average. And it's just an average of all the grades, you know, A, B, C, whatever, the average of all those grades that you get throughout all of high school. So in my high school, what we do is every quarter we're given a GPA, like based on that quarter and previous quarters. And then, you know, at the end of the year, we get the um, GPA, the, I guess the average GPA of how we did that um, year, that school year. And then, you know, every year we get one. And then by the end of it, we have a certain GPA. So what um, most high schools, I think all high schools have this, but they have an unweighted GPA that's out of 4.0. And so if you know, if you have a 4.0 by the time you graduate high school, that means you had all A's in um, all A's as average in all your classes throughout all years of high school. So what an AP does, it gives you, and also not just AP, but honors classes as well. So honors and APs, what they do is they give you a second GPA called your weighted GPA, and that GPA goes to 5.0. And there are exceptions to this. I know there are some schools that go to 5.5. I've only heard of one school that goes to this, and it's not even near my area. But just beware, your school may have, you know, like a 
weighted GPA that goes to 5.5, a weighted GPA that goes to 4.5. I think the majority of high schools like mine go to 5.0, but please consult your guidance counselor because you need to learn the specifics of your school. And this is just for anything in general. So their guidance counselor will tell you how many APs your school offers and, you know, which ones they offer. Um, They'll also tell you, you know, what GPA, um, what's the weighted GPA out of in your school. And then they'll help you make a high school plan so you can take the majority of GPAs. And if you're aiming for a certain school, they'll help you. So I highly, highly recommend, this is what I did, go to your guidance counselor and get the specifics of your school and also plan things out with them. I plan things out for my with my guidance counselor and I feel so much more relaxed because I know that I'm going to be getting enough APs for the um, type of school I'm aiming for and I know when I'm going to take them and if it's going to be really heavy, like if I'm going to have a really hard year with like a lot of hard APs versus like an easier easier year with less and easier APs. So just go to your guidance counselor. That's probably my biggest tip of this podcast. Go to your guidance counselor. Ask them about everything in your school regarding, you know, your statistics and stuff and your high school schedule with APs and they will gladly help you. So and one uh, one little thing is your school, depending on the school you go to, you're going to have different things that are considered an A, B, C, and whatever. So in my school, an A is considered from a 90% to 100%. But I know some schools consider an A to a, from a 96 to 100. And I don't know, maybe another school considers an A from 93 to 100. I'm not sure. But again, go to your guidance counselor about this. But if your school does, you know, do 96 to 100 and you don't get that, then your GPA could be like you're out of 5.0, your weighted GPA and also your actually unweighted GPA are going to differ than other people. Okay. One more quick thing before we wrap up here is, you know, the different difficulty levels of these APs. So of course it's an AP, you're going to have a workload, a heavy workload, but, you know, as I was saying, ComSci AP principles from my school, super easy. And most people get a five on the exam. Most people get an A all four quarters. Most people get an A on the midterm and the final. So, you know, your school may have like really a really hard ComSci AP principles class. So it's going to differ for schools, but as far as the hardest AP classes, the top four are U.S. History, Calc BC, and I personally have a friend who's a senior right now, and she literally complains about this class all the time, and she's gotten straight B's in the class with a lot of, lot of effort and studying, so she, and she doesn't even know what's going on in the class, and she doesn't know how the AP exam's gonna go, um, also physics C and English literature. I haven't taken any of these, but this is what I got from, I think it was college board. Yeah. College board. And I think the difficulty of the class is based on the AP score. So like of all the people in the United States that took this class this year, what is the percentage that got a five, a four, three, two, one, zero on the exam? And I think these classes are the ones who had the smallest percentage get a five or a four on the AP exam. Now, as for the easiest classes, um, U.S. government, psychology, human geography, which I'm taking next year. So that's good if it's really easy and environmental sciences. So these classes, again, I think these have the percentage with the highest amount of people. Well, the highest percentage of people who got a five or four on the AP exam. Now, another disclaimer here, depending on 
you know, your interest and your, the areas that you're really good at, some of these hard classes may be easy for you and some of these easy classes may be hard for you. So let's say you're like a re- really good at STEM or something. So you could be you could have like an A in physics and you may think like, oh, this is this is like not hard at all. You know, like what what were people saying last year? This is an easy class or whatever. But then some people are also failing that class or you could be in another class and you're like struggling so hard and you're trying to maintain a really high grade. And then you see people that are flying by and you're like, what is going on here? So it's all going to differ based on, you know, what are, again, your interests, like, are you a STEM person? Are you a um, humanities person? So it's really going to um, be different. But I th- these are the like overall the easiest and the hardest APs. As you can see, AP CompSci Principles is not in one of the top four easiest classes uh, that I got from College Board. So it could just be our school is making it really easy or something. In the school, like that's like 10 miles from us it could be like a really hard ap and people are struggling so again it's really going to differ based on which school you go to and stuff so don't freak out take this with the i've never understood the saying take this with a grain of salt i think that means consider it but don't use it when you're making a decision i think that's what that expression means i i don't know let's let's search it up so what does take it with a grain of salt mean yeah so it means like believe only part of something so that's exactly what i'm trying to say for these ap's go to your um high school uh counselor and you know create a schedule create a schedule for the ap's you're going to take and i personally don't like other people's in- opinions interfering with my um what do you call it? I don't like it. I don't like it when other people tell me like, oh, this is an easy class. This is a hard class. Like I'll figure that out myself. Thank you very much. But there are going to be those classes that are really hard and that are really easy. So you might as well like kind of listen to their opinions. Again, take them with a grain of salt, but like still bear in mind that, oh, this is a harder AP class. I should be prepared or this is an easier AP class. I should be prepared for this as well. And as for the balance of them, I would recommend you do a good balance between hard, moderate, and easy classes. Easy classes give you that, like, you know, that maybe it gives you a credit. I don't know. But it's just like, it's, you know, an AP. It, it looks good on your college application. But definitely do hard um, APs because I think colleges by now have figured out which one, which um which APs are harder, which APs are APs are easier. So I would recommend take like a blend of them. So definitely take some hard um, APs. So let's say you're going to a state school, right? And you want to take four to five APs. So let's say you take maybe two, real, the, two of like the hardest APs in your school. Then maybe take one or two like moderate APs and then just throw in like another um, really easy AP just for that, you know, extra little like AP that looks good on your um, college application. So definitely don't like load yourself with the hardest APs for um, all of high school, but definitely don't do like the easiest ones. You need to challenge yourself because if you just do the easiest ones, you might as well not even take an AP because that's not really preparing you. Do to do. I think I think I have covered everything I want to cover. You know, my knowledge on APs is probably not the um, best, but you know I, what I'm trying here. This is my understanding of APs. This is the research I've done so far. As I continue on, I really want to learn more and more. And you know, 
as I do interviews, I really want to learn about this because high school transcripts are very fascinating to me. You know, the different APs they take and such. So I really want to figure out more. So this is like a basic overview of APs. I hope you guys enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed it very much. Learning about this was really cool. And it definitely helped me a lot through high school. So if you're a middle schooler now and you're going to go into high school, do some, re- I mean, well, thank you for listening, but also do some like research and go to your guidance counselor and say like, oh, and make a plan for yourself in high school about the different APs you're going to take. And if you're already a sophomore, junior, or whatever, there's still time to, you know, like pile up on APs if you weren't taking that much and you're aiming for a more prestigious school. So I hope this was helpful to you guys. And thank you so much for listening to my second podcast. One more quick thing before we finish up here, guys. Um, I have a corresponding article to this podcast on my blog, acollegekid.com. And basically, I think I say like in general, I give the same information and stuff, but I definitely do provide more examples and more things that I've heard of on my um, on my article. It's a little short and sweet article. So I do recommend that you go check it out if you want more examples. So that's about it, guys. Thank you for listening. So who cares about college? Well, I do. I want all of you to go on this journey to get into your dream college. I want you to succeed. I believe in you. We are in this together. Adios, amigos. Ciao, ciao. This is your host, Camilla. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.